Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. You can visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibitions, and our blog as well. Today, our guest is Rudy Martin. Rudy has been drawing and painting since early childhood. During his school years, he excelled in art classes and was recognized as being gifted and talented. Teachers guided and motivated him towards a career in art. While pursuing a career in advertising and graphic art, Martin also continued to grow in traditional art. Early in his career, Rudy opened Rashada Studio and Art Gallery in Greenwich Village, New York City, where he successfully exhibited and sold hundreds of his paintings and drawings for more than 10 years. Rudy believed that there is emotion as well as motion in art. His forms, colors, and dimensions, both natural and geometric, create identifiable and interpretive forms of life and living. Well, good morning, Rudy, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good morning. Well, Rudy, let's start the show off this morning by having you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Well, I really started drawing very, since I was about three years old. Parents used to, uh, you know, encourage me to draw because I could do it very well, so they said. And I come from a a family of uh, musicians and artists, and so it's almost a natural thing for me to draw and sing and things like that. So, But when I was in school, I uh, I drew a picture of a cow when staring by a fence. They took it and they framed it and hung it on the school wall, and they called me a very good artist. And I liked the way that sounds. So I decided I was going to be an artist when I grew up. And I, I had never seen a cow before, so they was wondering where I got that cow from. But later, I found out that my mother used to keep a uh, can of pet milk on the table that has a picture of a cow standing by a fence, and that was the cow that I drew. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> that is a funny thing, though. But I, I never knew it. I never realized it, it, you know. But that started my art career because they called me an artist. And uh, and I liked the way that sounded, and that was, was ever since then. I've been drawing and painting ever since. So all the way through school. When I was in grammar school, I uh, all the way up to the eighth grade, I attended the uh, Arch High School in North New Jersey on Saturdays. They called it the Saturday Art School for the gifted and talented people. And it was actually like going to uh, a college while you're in grammar school on Saturday because it was a college. So I got a good uh, little education there on Saturdays. And uh, my mother... And my father, they always, every Saturday we all had to do something. 
I had to go to art school. My sister went to dance school. My, my brother went to piano lessons, and my other sister went to piano. And we all had to do something. Mine was always art. So uh, most of my life, I did everything I did was attached to art. And I uh, painted on sidewalks and trucks and cars and everywhere I can draw, even with bricks and chalk and everything. Even doing, when I was supposed to be taking tests in school, I would get finished with the test early and start drawing pictures of the teacher at the rich and all that kind of thing, sailboats and on, on my test papers. So that was, uh, it was, art has been, you know, the major thing in my entire life. Well, how long have you been a professional artist, Lee? Well, a professional artist, I've been a professional artist for uh, almost 50 years, maybe more than 50 years. I started when I was about uh, 26 years old, and I was uh, attending uh, an art school in Newark through the VA. Uh, it was paid for by the VA. And by the time I was in my second year in school, I had a... I was the best artist in the school, so I was doing senior work in my sophomore year. A private company came along, and they were looking for artists, so they hired me. And, and he had to pay me half of, he only had to pay half of the salary, and the VA paid the other half. So I worked for him for two years, and I got a lot of experience working with this man. And I didn't, I never graduated from school because I started as a professional artist before I graduated. And from that point on, I went on, and for the next uh, 50 years, I did commercial art, advertising design, um, point of purchase design, displays, um, photography, videography, anything that had to do with a visual art. And I painted on the side while I was doing this. So it's been about, I, I would say about 50 or 60 years. Seems like a long time. Yeah, that's a lifetime. Rudy, tell the audience about your artistic process. Well, I like painting people because I love people. I generally, uh, I used to draw a lot. So I draw anywhere I go, you know, while I'm waiting on a bus or in the train station or anything. I would draw people in, in their different kind of expressions on their face. I try to capture those expressions that people have. And they literally had thousands, maybe millions of expressions on their face. You'd be surprised with how many expressions people have on their face in, in five minutes. So mm -hmm. I, I like capturing those kind of expressions, like capturing a moment in time, whether they're happy, sad, or whatever, you know, kind of expression it is. So uh, what I do, what I do, that's how I learn, actually learn how to draw. And when you draw, you have to do practice, practice, practice. So I would draw the expression of people's hands, the expression of people's bodies, the expression on their face, especially with or without clothing and all that kind of thing, you know. So it was uh, my process that early in life was drawing things. And I would draw, but I wouldn't, I didn't think. I would just draw with a pencil on anything, anything, paper bag or newspaper, anything I can get my hands on to draw on, I would draw. But later on, when I became a professional, I uh, started learning how to use different kind of materials like pastels and pen and ink. Uh, earlier in my career, there, this was way before the time when there were computers. So artists had to actually learn, had to know how to draw 
in order to get a job and earn a living. You don't have to do that now because they got computers and a lot of people like me draw for you. So, <laughs> so my process now is uh, I use a camera a lot and I paint. Now since I've been retired, I paint on canvas and I use. I don't have to draw much no more because what I do is I use the uh, technical processes. I take a picture or something like that there and I transfer the picture to um, a piece of tracing paper and I trace the paper and I trace it onto a canvas and then I paint the canvas. It's like almost like paint by numbers. So to me it is, you know, but to a lot of people it isn't. That's that's one of the processes that I use, doing things very quickly. And and I got that from being in the commercial world. And in the commercial world when you draw it's you don't have any time, you have to draw on command. And you have to draw when they want it, and they want it now, or you they want it yesterday. <laughs> you know, so so you have to do everything very quickly, and very quickly, and it has to be right the first time. There's no mistakes. You know, so you don't have time for mistakes because time is money. And the more money you can make for the more for the company you're working for, the more money you can make for yourself. And that's that's the way it works. That's the way the cookie crumbles, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So my process now is a lot different than it was in the commercial world. Now now I use the technology that's that's available for us, um, like Photoshop and Illustrator and all those things that are on computer that are made just for artists and photographers. They are programmed for that. You have to learn how to draw on a computer as well as draw on a piece of paper. So my process is using both, piece of paper, pencil, canvas, or the computer. And Azimbi comes out with a, which I like realism. I usually come out with a lot of realistic looking paintings. They call me a photo realist. And that's the way I paint because I like things that are real. I don't want anybody to guess that that's a girl or a woman or a man or a child. Mm-hmm. Like some uh, abstract artists do, you have to look at things they look at. You know, that's a woman, so hey, you could have fooled me. You know, but. But I, I don't uh, paint anything outside. I don't have anything against it, but uh, I just don't paint that way. I uh, prefer painting like the old masters. My idols were people like Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo and people like that. And they painted realistically, and that's the way I like to paint. Well, I know your your art is very realistic, and in, in looking at it, it's uh, very good. Uh, we were quite amazed with your work uh, that you submitted for the art competition. And I'm glad you say that. I I enjoy all kinds of art, but I've always been drawn to portrait art. Because to me that I can I can barely draw a stick person, so to when I see people that can recreate another human being and, and you recognize them and you know who they are <laughs> Uh, I just find that quite amazing, and certainly your your work is very realistic. It's very lifelike. Well, uh, a lot of people say the same thing that you say, that they can't draw, and to, but they really can. Uh, I think everyone can draw if they tell yourself that you can't draw, and you give yourself permission that you can't draw, and you can't draw, because you said so. <laughs> so, <and who's, laughs> So, but I can make anybody draw something, you know, so, and I'm pretty sure that you can, even though you say you can. It might might not come out the way you want it to, but you can draw, you know. 
So I would I encourage people to draw, especially when I hear somebody say uh, I can't draw. That uh that really gets me. I I really want now I want to sit down with you and let you show you that you can. <laughs> well, and I've interviewed other portrait artists, and they all say the same thing. Anybody can do this. <laughs> well, not me. <laughs> You're right. It may be uh, uh, my metal block more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, do, I do believe that. You know, a lot of it comes with just practice, practice, practice. And mm-hmm. I, I remember once when I used to draw, I had an art teacher, um, mostly self-taught, but I went into a lot of artists and an art teacher was very interested in, and she was the one that really showed me how to draw. And what she told me was I used to try to make people look like themselves, you know, make a drawing look like the person that I'm drawing. And I, was, I wasn't I was coming out right. So she gave me one good tip, and I followed that tip all the rest of my life after that. And what she said was to draw what's there. Don't add anything to it. And don't take anything away from it. And it will be what it is. So ever since then, I started drawing shapes, and I didn't add anything to the shape, and I didn't take anything away from the shape, and the person came out looking like the person. So, and I told, I told everybody the same thing, you know, if they, they want to draw a portrait or something like that, don't try to make it look like nobody. It's already what it is, you know. <laughs> don't give it a, don't, don't add anything. They don't try to make an uh, ugly girl pretty. Don't like to try to make a pretty girl ugly, you know. <laughs> Just draw what's there. Well, Rudy, on average, how many pieces of art do you create in a week's time? In a week's time? Well, that's difficult because uh, now that I'm not working, I don't have to create art in a week's time. And what happens to me is that uh, I am uh, legally blind, and uh, Mm -hmm. I have some good ideas and some bad ideas. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have uh, no vision in my left eye. And I have only about 15% of my vision in my right eye. So some of these, and it's, it's called, uh, like fungal vision. So some of the days, like today, there's too much light coming down the tunnel so I can't see, uh, it's like looking into the sun a little bit. And you can't see very well. You can't see colors the way they really are. You know, so I don't think on those days. And the days when I have good eye days, <laughs> I, I try to do everything. I do some painting, I do some pastel, I do some computer, and I do a little bit of everything. So sometimes I work on several projects all at one time. Like, for instance, right now I'm working on a pro, on a, I was commissioned to do a portrait of two people, two young people. So I'm working on that, and I'm also working on a fine art piece of, of a woman sitting in the window wishing she can go fishing, and it's raining outside. And I'm also making a watercolor. Two little kids uh, kissing on the sidewalk. Uh, two little five or six-year-olds. Uh, a little boy kissing a little girl on the sidewalk. So I'm working on those three things all at one shot. You know, so on the days that I can see, when I get finished with them, I also finish them all at one shot, whether it takes a week or whether it takes a month. So it's, it's not like commercial art, you know. So commercial art, I had to put out several drawings every single day. So right now, I don't have to. Rudy, I certainly, I'm sorry to hear about your eyesight, uh, but that just 
that makes your art even more amazing to me because uh, it is very realistic and it's very good. And I encourage our listening audience that when you have a second to, to go to Contemporary Art Gallery online, to go to Gallery Search, uh, look under the artist and click on Rudy Martin's name and, and view Rudy's art. It is, it is very, very good. Well, my eyes thing isn't a problem to me. You know, it's not a big problem. I just use what, what I have. You know, if, if I had all my eyes, I'd probably do a lot more. But I'm going to do something. I'm not just going to sit around and loop and cry about it because I can't see. There's many, many artists, master artists that became blind in their older years. Like Michael Angelo became blind when he was 90. And Claude Rene became blind when he was older, you know, so... But they didn't stop painting, and they didn't stop drawing. They just, if I get totally blind, I'll become a sculptor. I'm going to keep doing something. There you go. Rudy, I think this is a good spot for a quick commercial break, and then when we come back from the break, how do you talk about the three art pieces that you submitted for that March uh, art competition and exhibition called Paintings, okay? Okay. I want to remind the audience that you can view and purchase Rudy Martin's artwork by going to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Search Gallery tab, and click on the M tab, and then on Rudy Martin's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, Visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Membership tab and follow the prompts. If you're a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form. And again, to view Rudy Martin's stunning artwork or to re-listen to this interview and, of course, purchase some of Rudy's fine art, click on the Gallery tab and then on Rudy Martin's name. Well, Rudy, start off by talking about the winning piece, which was entitled Sidewalk Artist. Well, the original name of that is Little Sidewalk Artist because she is a little girl. <laughs> and this little girl, this little girl, uh, her mother is also an artist. And I was at a art show in uh, North New Jersey. It was an outdoor art show in the park. And this little girl, her mother was setting up her exhibit. And this little girl, which was across the way from mine, and this little girl came right in front of my exhibit and she started drawing on the sidewalk. And she was serious. I mean, she was very, very serious about what she was drawing. And I was amazed because she was drawing stuff that grown people would draw about women and men and health and peace and all those kind of things with her chalk. Mm -hmm. So I took wow. a picture of her, and I asked her mother if it was all right for me to take a picture of her. I took a picture of her, and I told her I was going to paint that picture. So I also took a picture of her mother, too, so so she wouldn't feel bad. I might paint her, too, because she was beautiful. <laughs> so that's how that painting came about. And after I started, after I did make the painting, everyone seemed to like that painting. Uh, it's been in a in a few shows and it won first prize in every single show it's been in. And it was purchased by uh, a patron uh, in the very first show that it was created. And that's the reason why I can't sell it online, but I can sell the Gilet Pitch. Well, it is a very realistic and adorable 
painting, what uh, medium did you use in creating Little Sidewalk Artist? Oh, I created it in, in, in oils. I like painting in oils. Uh, some people tell me that it's my best medium, but I don't know about that. I, I like using everything, you know, oils, pastels, and all that. So right now I'm into this watercolor thing. I get these moves, you know, oil painting moves and watercolor moves and pastel moves. And at that time I was in a in an oil painting mood. I think I'm getting ready to go back to that in the next few days or so. Well, and another piece of art that you submitted was entitled Snack Time. Well, Snack Time was a, uh, a painting of my granddaughter when she was one year old. I used to babysit her a lot in my studio and all that, so she grew up around me. So when I babysitted her, I used to take pictures. I've made lots of paintings of her growing up all the way uh, she's 16 years old now, and I've been painting her ever since. But since she grew up in my studio, she's also an artist, and she's a photographer, and she's a singer. So she does all the same things because she's hanging out with me, the grandpa. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've been a uh, positive influence on her, really. Well, she's still my best friend, so I guess so. She's a teenager, so, you know, teenagers don't talk to people, to grown-ups very much, but she'll talk to me. Well, and that is a great segue into the last piece you submitted for the con contest, the teenage artist. Is that your granddaughter? That is the same young lady. <laughs> this time she's 11 years old. That was her first oil painting that she was making. I, I used to couldn't get her to sit still. It's very difficult to get children to sit still and pose for you while you're trying to mm -hmm. paint them live. So if you give them something to do, then they, and they start concentrating on it, they can, they pose very well. So I told her, I said, look, I'll let you paint, a, make a painting in oil color, paint my studio. So what she's doing is she's making a painting of my studio. And while she's painting my studio, I'm painting her. So she was my perfect model and she was busy making her first oil painting. I have it hanging on my wall right now. And it took us about, took me about four times when she came over to visit me. Uh, about four visits for her to finish her painting, and it took me about four times to finish her. So we both got finished with our paintings at the same time. Well, that's that's wonderful, I and mean, that gives you a, a very strong connection, I'm sure. Oh yes, you're very close. Already in your paintings, do you have a message that you're trying to impart on the viewer? Yeah, I, I when I used to read books. I used to always, and I think most people do this too, put yourselves in the place of the hero that you're reading about. And so when I make paintings, I like to paint the expression and the things on people's faces so that when people view a painting, they can put themselves in the picture that they see. You know, like a painting of a teenage artist, uh, a little girl, painting on the sidewalk, you can imagine yourself painting on that sidewalk, or you can imagine yourself painting on that painting, you know, uh, doing those kind of things that that you see in my painting. That's why I try to make it so realistic, so that if you can, the message is to put yourself into the art, you can feel, feel the art, you know, to feel, the, feel that moment in time that passed by, and a lot of people do. You know, they actually do imagine themselves doing that. And and if they do that, then I think I have accomplished my mission, so to speak. 
Well, that's wonderful. And do you do other work with uh, other young people with your art? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a young lady that just walked in my studio right now working with her. She she, was, she had some paintings in Congo uh, in the same composition. composition. It was her very first time. So uh, I like working with young people, and young people, especially when they're um, when they're interested and when they're you know committed to being an artist and want to learn everything they can learn about art. So I immediately you know try to help them as much as I possibly can. So I believe that all artists, I I learned so much about art without having gone to art school and all that from other artists. So when I see a young artist that wants to learn, I pass it on to them the same way it was passed on to me. Well, we are getting near the end of the show, and just to segue with there again, what advice do you give a young emerging artist? Well, the advice I would give to a young emerging, emerging artist is to, is to draw and to paint and have a reason for doing it, and also to have fun, because like a... Like I say, I worked for 50 years, and all I did was draw and paint and photograph and all that stuff for, for over 50 years. But I actually never worked a day in my life. So, because I was doing what I always wanted to do, and I was doing exactly what I would do even if I wasn't getting paid. It just made it real nice to get paid for it. You know, so I would imagine that a lot of people don't know that artists, being an artist is a very, very, um, uh, it's a high-paying job, and the better you are at it, and, it, and it's, to an artist, it's not a job if it's going to do anything that you want to do and get paid for it. So I would encourage people to go and keep on, you know, and, and see if you can earn a living doing the thing that you love to do. Well, and really share with us how you uh, market your artwork. Well, being having worked in, in advertising design and and printing and marketing for agencies and magazines and newspapers would be necessary for me to be able to market my art because marketing is is a big part of advertising design as an advertising artist or anything. That's that's their whole job is to sell someone else's product. So I think that every artist should be able to sell their own art by using their art to sell themselves. Well, that's certainly great advice. And, Rudy, I want to thank you for being with us today on An Artist Speaks. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you. I want to thank you very much for having me. And we look forward to seeing more of your wonderful art on our art gallery at Contemporary Art Gallery Online. And I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to you, Rudy Martin's stunning artwork, to re-listen to this interview and, of course, purchase some of Rudy's wonderful art, please click on the Search Gallery tab and then on the artist's name, Rudy Martin, to view and purchase his work. I would like to also remind everyone that Contemporary Art Gallery Online has a monthly art competition and exhibition. For more information, go to Contemporary Art Gallery Online and click on the Art Competition Exhibition tab. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com and click on the membership tab to follow the prompts. 
And if you're a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser's request form. And Artist Speaks is currently airing every other Saturday morning, so we'll meet again in two weeks. Thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you.